Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Welcome to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. My name is Ricky and I'm joined by Clive this evening. How are you, Clive? I'm good, thanks. It's glad to be back on the airwaves. It's good to have you back. It was a bit of a panic for me last week, but you handled I've had an adequate well. enough job in terms of the uploading part, but yep. it's good to have you back. I was proud of you last week. I think I was proud of myself as well, to be honest. Just, Just last week, though. Yeah, that's fine. I thought the content last week was an improvement on what it normally is. <laughs> anyway, um, as promised on last week's podcast, <clears throat> we have a special guest with us tonight. Um, I was hoping to get him on last week, but, you know, I'm not exactly a whiz on these, on uploading and recording, etc. and editing. So we have a good friend and Phil and a listener of the podcast, Darren Kirkby. Um Good evening, Darren. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, thank you for having me on. Yeah, would have been fun to go on, come on last week, but I know you were a bit nervous about recording, so yeah, it's fine. Just happy to be on. Yeah, it's good to have you on. Good to have you on. Um, obviously, we've had the Superstar shake-up the last couple of nights, um, but before we get sort of into that, we've also got the Glasgow NXT UK tapings this weekend as well. Me and my, me, myself and Clive are going to. We're going to touch on that a little bit. But before we get into the end of that, I just want to have a quick, brief chat and just get your views on WrestleMania and TakeOver and everything else that's happened before it. Um, Clive, the floor is yours. Uh, you weren't here last week, so what were your thoughts and did everything live up to your expectations and etc., etc.? I'll go for chronological order, just for simpleness. I did enjoy TakeOver, despite there not being much build for a lot of the matches going in. Uh, match of the night for me was Walter versus Pete Dunne. I was just blown away by the... That was a real battle. I, I think I'll always prefer Joe Coffey versus Pete Dunne, but that might just be national bias there, playing in. But the brutality... I think that is... The bias. We're both we're both massive Joe Coffee marks, oh. but you know that Don Walter match was one of the best you'll see this year, and by far my favorite, most favorite match of the year. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, it will be hard to beat because I've not seen such brutality like that. Such it wasn't even violent in the terms of blood or gore. It was just so, so hard hitting, and I really liked how Pete Dunn was able to 
fell the giant, so to speak. He did a few moves which was able to um, deal with Walter despite his bigger size than him. Just in that power bomb from the top rope at the end was pff, crazy stuff. And the small character things that Pete Dunne was doing, such as when uh, Walter kicked out of the bitter end, Pete Dunne was just hammering into Walter's head in frustration. It just, just small things like that. It's just small things that add up to make a match special. And that was definitely one of them. I did enjoy the Matt Riddle and uh, Patrick Clark Velveteen Dream match. Um, probably Matt Riddle's best match for me. I'm enjoying him more and more. I thought it was quite fascinating to see his descent into frustration, being a bit cheeky with his offense and showing being a bit petulant as well. That for me is a lot more palatable than the, the bro stoner stuff. So I would be interested to see how that does going forward. The tag team matches, the tag team match and the women's title match was great, both of them. I might be one of the only ones that didn't really enjoy the the title match, the main event. Ricky looks up at me, confused. (laughs) I, I, before we let Dan give his views, my only uh, issue that I had with the title match was that final fall was borderline kind of just too much. Like, I'm a big advocate of people not picking out of finishers. I think that should happen on rare occasions. Mm-hmm. I just felt Adam Cole was just hitting big move after big move, and it, it was yeah. like I said, it was borderline just that little bit too much for me. I felt understanding the story they were kind of trying to tell. Understand, as I said last week, that final fall, that 20 minutes or so, was just kind of Johnny Gargano's NXT career in a nutshell. Yeah, you, you could. But I just felt it was borderline just too much. I just thought. The, with the first fall, I mean, it was seamless. It was beautiful move after beautiful move, but it dawned on me after the first fall occurred, I'd glazed over. I wasn't actually paying attention to it, and it just felt when I was trying to think back, it was as if it was emotion, like it was robots doing nothing but just going through the motions. And I get the work rate was fantastic. No r- wrong foot was made. Just. It felt too. I know this is a stupid argument, but it just felt a bit too robotic and automatic. I thought the second fall was good. That seemed a bit more lively and emotional. And the third fall, as you were saying there, I mean, you could have fired a cannonball off in Johnny Gargano's face, and he would have kicked out of it. So, no, I, I felt that. Let's say the third fall. There were certain moments, even my head was in my hands, like, "What the hell is going on? Like, why can't he put my way?" Especially when he when. When Gargano beat down the other three members of Undisputed Era and comes back into the ring and um, Cole hits him with two super kicks, I think it was, and the, um, is it Shining Wizard? And it was like, and he kicked out of that. Like, at that point, like, I was literally on the edge of my seat and I was like, right, I, there's nothing else he can do now. But it was kind of, that was the facial expression you got from Cole. It was like, I can't put my weight in. It just looked like, I'm not going to win this, and he was in complete shock. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, what about yourself? Yeah, with with that match, I I, I was a little bit more invested than it seems that Clark was. I, I felt the first fall was a little bit too quick. Uh, called him up a little bit too early, but obviously he could see why because he wanted to like mm-hmm. save himself. But yeah, the, the the only thing that I found wrong with it is is like you said. Gargano looked too much like a superhero. 
starting off all of the undisputed era, kicking out every single big move. But he is he it was well deserved of, of being the, the champion and it was probably for me the best match on the card. And you can understand why Dave Meltzer's broke his WWE scale and made it the best match that WWE's ever ever had. And I think if I remember rightly, Johnny Gagano's been in three of the top four WWE matches ever. So yeah, it was a, a, a really good match. Uh, I, I liked also the, the tag match. I felt that was a great way to open the card, really excited, mm-hmm. and a nice little send-off for, for Blackish year. <laughs> and, and then who, who, who would to know that it would also be a send-off for the Viking experience? Oh, oh. don't start me in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, we'll get there. That's horrific. Yeah, we will be touching on that. At the time, I probably thought it was the, maybe the second best NXT takeover I'd watched. But uh, thinking back, it's probably about top five-ish. It was a really good, solid event. That's still uh, good company and, there. Yeah. I think I would probably still put, no, not probably, I would still put New Orleans at the top of my list. Um, but I think then there's maybe two or three that are bunched right there. Oh, yes. And this is right in the mix of it. And it's just a case of, all right, what was your personal preference? I think for me, like I said, New Orleans was the one. And then there's two or three that I could, on any given day, I could say X, Y, and Z, this one was better. No, wake up the next day, I felt this one was better. So, yeah, another phenomenal takeover. Um, <coughs> just a quick, just your quick thoughts about WrestleMania before we continue. Darren, you want to go first? Yeah, um, my first initial thoughts of WrestleMania was for all the lack of build-up to a lot of the storylines and for how much they focused on the women's match, I felt that this was actually a really fun WrestleMania. It seemed really well-paced, the the right people won the right matches, but all in all, I think it's going to be one of them WrestleManias where it was good but forgettable. There's not going to be many of the matches that you think, mm-hmm. how should we watch that in 10 years' time? The, uh, obviously, there was the John Cena uh, Bugonomics moment, which I absolutely popped like a champ for. absolutely <laughs> loved that. Um, and then, obviously, you had Kofi winning, which I did not think they'd do because I always thought that they would have Seth win and then uh, Becky win. I didn't think they'd go for all three having face champions, but... We're the authorities, so I suppose we ruled it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was a bit of a shame that Ray was injured because I'd like to have seen him have a better match with, with Joe. For me, it was a bit too long. They could have maybe some of them matches didn't really need to be WrestleMania matches, to be fair. But all in all, yeah, I enjoyed the event. I can say I, I, I had a good time watching it. Yeah, I think with the the surprise of all three faces walking away with the big titles, it did leave a mark in terms of happy storytelling taking place. Uh, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar was what it was. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I didn't really care. At the end of the day, what I wanted from that match was for the Universal title to be on a full-timer, so I'm more than happy with that. They've got lots of things they can do going forward for it with it, so excellent stuff there. Um, the Kofi... It would be ignorant of me to... Not even ignorant. So much has been said about the positive experience that this Kofi title win has had on everyone. Uh, so 
it's not for me to say add more I think it's already been said but I do want to just think talk about the match for a second Daniel Bryan was purely focused on Kofi as a wrestler nothing else he didn't see skin colour he just saw wrestling ability and for Kofi to match him with the grapple game with the strike game uh, countering Daniel Bryan's moves that was an excellent story within the bigger story of Kofi finally getting to the top after 11 years of struggles um, both guys were phenomenal easily the match of the night for wrestling quality in a night where there wasn't much wrestling quality um, and Daniel Bryan he bumped for that final what's it, What's the move called again? Sunrise What Trouble in Paradise? Tru- aye, Sunrise, what am I talking about? Uh, the Trouble in Paradise move Daniel Bryan bumped like a monster for that move uh, and he sold it so well and you've got to think that Daniel Bryan I said this a couple of weeks ago but Daniel Bryan was pivotal in making this as special as it was purely for the wrestling side of things um, so ha- hats off to both men I personally just seen all the the videos the gifts of Kofi and the New Day celebrating in the ring Kofi's family back home in Ga- uh, Ghana seeing it as it happens it's really uplifting and it brings a tear to an eye occasionally so I just want to thank Kofi personally for just having this calm happiness about everything that's going on with his side of the wrestling world just now um, a lot of the matches were fun as you say Darren the the final match I th- a lot of noise was made about the botched ending from, from what I saw Becky Lynch was struggling to apply the disarm her throughout the whole match she couldn't get it locked in so the way I saw it was she could only do it by pinfall so I don't think it wasn't it wasn't unplanned for what happened I think it was going to be the crucifix pin and it looked like Becky sort of shimmied herself a wee bit to get a bit more purchase of Ronda's arms Ronda's shoulders came up accidentally it fixed itself in the end okay the ref I don't know it might not have had to happen, but it was just a, an accident of physics. I wasn't losing any sleep over it. So while we have our reservations, Ricky, about Becky as the character, I think the right person won on the night because it was this has been building for months and months. So it culminated very well. Yeah, that's exactly what I said last week. The right person did win. Um, yeah, so I would just kind of echo, echo your guys' thoughts. I thought it was a fun pay-per-view. Maybe the only <clears throat> things I'd probably go back and look in five years from now or so, I'd probably go back and see the Seth Brock because I felt Heyman's promo was just excellent. I thought it was a crack, an excellent way to kick off WrestleMania. And I would go back and watch Daniel Bryan and, and, uh, and Kofi. Um, but yeah, overall, like I said, just a fun, fun, well-paced show. Um, the Cena comeback was unbelievable. <laughs> I loved that, but yeah. It was fun. It was fun, um, and and that now brings us to. Uh, we'll talk. We're going to talk about the NXT UK tapings, but I'll leave that after this because since it, we're just kind of going to segue into this now, so the superstars shake up. Um, I mean, let's just get the first one out of the way, shall we? The Viking experience. <laughs> now, my thoughts on it is. <laughs> I don't see why you would kind of need to always... I understand that when someone comes up to the main roster, you kind of want to make one or two little changes 
but for the most part, just keep them who they are and continue kind of doing what they're doing. There was just no need to change their name. Um, am I, am I, in a couple of months' time, am I going to be worried or concerned or still thinking about it? Probably not. Um, for every shitty name they've come up with, there's people like Cesaro. Like, we don't miss the... What was it? Antonio says it. Was it Antonio? Yeah, Antonio. So, like, we don't miss that anymore, but I think I'll, I'll forever miss... Andrade CM Almas I felt that name was just perfect I'm still not used to Andrade and this will probably be the same it's not going to turn me off them it's just like it's more so why do you feel we need to 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 tamper or to to try and mould them into something or change them so much from what was working before um and it is for me kind of a horrible name, but in a few months' time, I'll probably just forget about it. But I think the bigger issue for me is why do you need feel the need to change so much about so many people coming up from NXT? Yeah, I think with the name War Raiders, it's it's been worried about is uh, sponsors and the licensing of, of the fans chanting War 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 on on uh, Raw. So I can understand that the War bit needed to go, but why not just call them the Raiders? Why have the Viking experience? It it makes them look like the, the cosplayers. <laughs> it's a it really is a bizarre one, and as you say, you're, you've got the Raiders. You could think of a dozen or so different names. It would be a lot better than the Viking experience. But I think the outrage on Twitter has been a bit OTT. I don't know about you guys, but every every second tweet I see there's a parody of experience and maybe they do deserve it but there's people that are just beside themselves with rage over this name change and my worry is why were they needed up on the first in the first place especially when they're still the NXT tag champions yeah uh, Twitter getting outraged is, is absolutely nothing new they get outraged over absolutely anything I know it's just <laughs> something new well, yeah and that's probably one of the one of the real disappointing things is that they're now going to drop the NXT titles. So, and like you say, who who's there? Is there anyone in NXT at this moment in time we feel confident is ready to step up outside of you know undisputed era and a couple of other teams? But it's it, it's a big blow to the NXT tag division, a real big blow. Yep. Uh, and in terms of the Twitter outrage, like I said, people get people get annoyed about the simplest things these days. Um, I, I can get why they're annoyed about it but like I said I feel in a couple of months time we're kind of just going to brush over it um, yeah for me like I said Matt what I said before for me it's, it's why do you feel the need to, to to modify so many people in their images and everything when they come up from NXT mm-hmm. just yeah. stick to what you've got I don't see what the problem is I'm, I'm still hurting after Mustafa Ali lost his first name. That's that. I'll never get over that. <laughs> That'll be another one that I probably won't get used to. Probably. I, I make a point of trying to say Mustafa in all my tweets when I'm talking about him, just so mm. at least I don't forget. I, I will admit <laughs> that I do say Andrade on its own now. I don't. I always say Andrade Almas. Still say, or I'll just say Almas. Um, yeah. I, I refer to him as Almas. <clears throat> it's going to be difficult, I think, with that one. Um, I'll just quickly run through everyone that came up then or moved over to uh, to Ross. So we had AJ Styles, The Miz, 
Ricochet and Alistair Black was, were confirmed for Raw. Um, War Raiders, uh, Andrade Almas with Selena Vega, Rey Mysterio, The Usos, Naomi, EC3, okay, Lacey Evans, Eric Young, and Clive, Cedric Alexander. <laughs> um, what would you like me to say about Cedric? Well, I'd like... I'll put it like this. I feel a lot more confident in Buddy Murphy being utilised better than I do Cedric Alexander. I think Buddy Murphy's the far better wrestler. Um, I think Cedric Alexander's going to get lost in a shuffle quite quickly. Which is a shame. However... He's never been a favourite of mine on 205 Live. Um, he's had some good matches, but there are some who he doesn't have a chemistry with. And we saw that t- last night, personally, with the only Lorcan match. Another one that just seemed as if it couldn't get out of second gear. Uh, he has had really good matches with Leo Rush, Nice, uh, Itami, even Murphy to an extent. But I felt as if Buddy Murphy had a chemistry with almost everyone. Like throughout the entire roster for 205 Live um, Cedric <laughs> I think there's a place for him for the sort of 7, 8, 9 minute matches on Raw that don't really mean much that he's either used as development for the p- opponent that he's facing in their character arc or he gets some sort of push or he gets a, I don't know a ladder match or something the way things are going I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in a tag team with someone so just personally, it doesn't really phase me. I, I can't see it working out for him, though, overall, long term. So? Yeah, that, it, it, it just seems to me that, that 205 has literally been raided. Yep. They've obviously lost the time not, not that long ago, and now they've lost, obviously, Mustafa Ali and now Alexander and Buddy Murphy. But they've not seen a lot of replacements. Obviously, we've had Humberto uh, floating between NXT and 205, and then we've obviously had Arnie Lorcan as well. But that's four pretty big stars on a quite a, a, a small roster, all gone. And I think I'm hoping it's not the writing on the wall for 205. Yeah. I'm hoping that they soon sign some someone new, or at least put someone new into 205. That's why I was quite shocked that Kushida actually signed for NXT over 205. I think Kushida being in 205 would have would have put a lot more eyes on that product. Right. Uh, maybe switch a couple more players uh, down to there. Even someone like Gagano could have spent a bit of time in 205 and really like put a lot of buzz on the product. But it just seems like the, it might be going the way of the dinosaurs. Yeah, I got into... Not a heated argument, just a a discussion with quite a few people on Twitter today about it, and you know that I do love my 205 Live, but I'm not sure what the future is, because there was also in that list, you can add TJP, Noam Dar. um, Gulak. Well, Gulak's still there. Um, just the numbers have depleted significantly. Oh, sorry, people who are not right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, people who've left or been sacked or whatever. So it's struggling, and I don't see how that's going to change going forward. But we'll see what happens. Uh, unless, like I say, is what we said a long time ago. What they should do is they should put them down at full sale. Mm-hmm. 
I think that crowd will appreciate them. Um, not only will they appreciate them, um, like I feel like that will put more eyes on it as well. Um, and, and, and for 205, you don't exactly need like this huge roster, but you just kind of need to supplement the, play, the people you've lost because those four that you've named are probably alongside Neville the four like, biggest names they've probably had on 205. Um, especially three of them, I think, anyway. But I, I think I think the end, end could be near. But I think the end could be near in the sense of what we know 205 is right now. I think it could end, end up heading to full sale. Um, letting all these guys go and not, not, let's say, not bringing other people in doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of you're going to have to do something. Um, whether they look to bring people up from NXT or just bring people in off the Indies or something, I'm not entirely sure. But you've got to do something um, because, like I said, too many. A lot of people enjoy it. There's a lot of good wrestling as well. Some great wrestlers have been there, are currently there. They, you just can't let this brand die off in my mind. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's probably the best pure wrestling product that WWE put out. Possibly, but yeah. It's it's it it it's just not supported enough, unfortunately, by people inside WWE, and obviously yeah. that that shows with the fans. I think the move to full sale would be absolutely superb for it. That uh, NXT crowd would lap it up, would... and then you've also got the crossover <clears throat> from the NXT guys and the two or five guys. It makes it much more easy to to be able to pull that off rather than. Only walking and having to like shift from full sale to wherever they're filming SmackDown that day. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that hopefully that move will be on the cards because being with that SmackDown crowd, they just they're just not interested in that product. Whether they they tired from a, a full SmackDown show or whatever, and it shows through when you when you watch two or five that the, the crowd are just not invested. No, yeah. sometimes they are, but it takes them a while. I think with I think talking about Buddy Murphy, I think he has a bit of a head start ahead of Alexandria Alexandria Alexander because he's had this video that went a wee bit viral with Velveteen Dream over WrestleMania weekend and I think it will be on NXT TV tonight where it's Buddy Murphy versus Velveteen Dream for the North American title. So easily a lot more people watch NXT compared to two oh five, so more people will know a bit more know a bit more about Buddy Murphy. But I just I hate it when they say for those who don't know who I am, like how many times can you say that without WWE doing something in the first place to make sure you do know who they are and and it's just it's a bugbear. It but, is. And the, the thing what what irks me the most about it is when you get to like big shows like WrestleMania sometimes it's the cruiserweights that that put on the best show consistent, the best match consistently, yep. and it's just sad that they're being treated this way. I know. I, I have a purple tear falling down my face right now. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, other other people I want to touch on. I felt, like I said, the Usos dropped the titles last week to the Hardys. It was kind of. I think we all kind of realised, right? Okay. At the time that happened, my initial reaction was like, why? And then you're like, oh, wait, because I'm moving to Raw. Right, okay, so it makes sense. Um, um, I'm just... Andrade Almas. 
Ooh. I hope, and I suppose we'll touch on this later on, um, I was really hoping that when he came down and took on Finn, it would be for the Intercontinental title, and I, thought, I was really hoping he would have, he would win it. Um, Finn obviously went all over to SmackDown. Um, I'm expecting Joe to lose a US title at some point in the next couple of weeks, probably to Braun. But, I, you know, I think it's time that we treat Andrade Almas like an absolute superstar. Um, like, Del Rio was great for them. Um, Ray's always been great, but this guy has the potential to really to take it to another level, like a whole other level, um, especially in comparison to Del Rio. Um, I'm hoping he starts to get treated well. Um, we'll see. We'll see. That's that's the one person that move move that moved over to Raw that I'm really hoping that they, they make it work for him. Um, AJ Styles. Ah, uh, we're going to eventually get AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins at some point. Um, I'm not sure if anyone picked up on it, and maybe or maybe I was just seeing things, but a post-match when they were celebrating Seth, AJ, and Roman, AJ was kind of—I don't know if he was just maybe looking up at the rafters or he was looking whatever—but it almost looked like he had looked and glanced at the Universal Title that Seth was holding. Uh, I don't know if maybe that was just a, a planting of the seed or what, but I think at some point those two are going to clash, and I look forward to that especially. Um, not sure when. I think I wouldn't give that. I wouldn't do that straight out the gate. If I'm honest, I'd kind of delay it if I could. Who who would um, you have to face Seth first? At Money in the Bank. I think it kind of needs to be Big Drew. I, no, I don't <laughs> think you're going to expect anything because when is Money in the Bank? What day is it? I think it's not like two or three weeks away. Um, I'm not so, quite sure actually I, th- I don't think you're going to get much of a build because you've kind of lost these two weeks mm-hmm. so one in the bank is May 19 so we're looking at so yeah we could get a bit of a build it's just um, three weeks on Sunday it'll be sorry four weeks on Sunday um, so we could but I don't think it would Drew I can maybe see Drew being a SummerSlam one um, to f- maybe eventually take the title from Seth and you could do Maybe you could do AJ Seth at Money Bank, or you could do it at the one after that. Um, we'll see, we'll see. But I, I, I do think all roads will eventually to Seth versus Drew, though. Yeah, I can agree with that. Drew's that the, the big bad heel on Raw now. So yeah, yeah I think wasting him on a match that Seth's going to obviously win, he's not going to lose his first defense. So wasting that big feud on on something like that is is. Not so I can see WWE doing. I think AJ's a good call, but that's. I think that would be. I mean, they might have the old tag match or tag match against each other on Raw, but I would save that for one of the big four. Most definitely. If not WrestleMania, then go for SummerSlam. That's a good SummerSlam match right there. <coughs> and the other one, just want to see what you are thinking. Um, Lacey Evans. What are your thoughts on Lacey, Darren? Uh, from what, what I saw her in NXT, she was she was good, but I wouldn't put her anywhere near like being the level of the likes of, of Becca. I think there's a lot more 
women on that roster that are way more deserving of a title shot, but it makes for a, a good first defence for, for Becky where she can come out of it looking pretty strong. Lacey will obviously get the rub of being like, going one-on-one against the man. So I can see the sense in the, the match. It's just not something I've been personally looking forward to. Uh-huh. I think as you said, she was not too bad in NXT. She had a good trilogy with Kyrie Zane, if I remember correctly. And with how strongly Rousey, Charlotte, and Becky have been booked over the last few months, I think they need to do some sort of damage control. And while there have been wrestlers, or there are wrestlers who may be more deserving, I think it's not it's not the worst choice to have boost someone. And with Lacey, you've got someone who's completely opposite in their ideals from Becky. So it's one of those when opposites when opposites collide type thing. And I think it's I mean it's getting people talking. A lot of people hate Lacey. They might not be happy with how she's been just walking up and down the ramp for so long, but she's taking the gloves off now. Maybe she'll take the heels off so she can have have a, a brawl without the danger of slipping, like Bambi. But it's not she's not my favourite. I don't stand for her or anything like that, but I do. I think it'll be quite interesting. And there's always that what's going to happen with Becky with the two belts because she can't hold on to the two belts forever, surely. No. There's way too many women on both rosters for, for Becky to be able to be the champion on both shows. I, I suspect that she'll drop one of them sooner rather than later. And I don't think they'll also do a, a unification of the titles because there's, there's too many women to be all gunning for one belt. Yep. <coughs> yeah, um, the thing with Lacey Evans... My only, my only thought initially was... This was, now, this was before people started saying, I'm coming after this belt and this belt, etc. Was that if we're allowed to believe that they're very high on Lacey Evans... You can't have her go out and lose her first big feud or her first feud, but you can't have Becky losing um, the titles straight away. But like he says, there's she'll she'll need to drop one, and I they're going. To, this one's I think Lacey Evans will win the raw title. Ooh, that's bold. That bold prediction bold. there. You know, my only thing is that if if they are high, because even if we because we don't listen to the polls, we don't pay attention to other none of the dirt sheets or nothing. Everything we I see, I take with a pinch of salt. At the end of the day, I'll just I'll I'll see what's on TV with, and I watch my own two eyes and I'll make the assessment. Now that was her first match, was it not? Proper uh, on the main roster. Yeah, I think so. so but she's been featured heavily. Even if it's just to come out and wave or come out and just look and pose and then walk away, she's been getting a lot of airtime and at a crucial moments as well with other big names around. So I, I think they'll go all in with Lacey Evans. Um, her moonsault is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um I think it's just a kind of wait and see approach. Like you say, there's a lot of women there, and I know they've kind of made a couple of a couple of new tag teams as well. And I, I we'll touch on that later once we get to the SmackDown side of things. But yeah, like I said, I think it's too much to ask of Becky to go from 
show to show because one of the belts are ultimately going to suffer because she can't possibly pull double duty at every single pay-per-view mm-hmm. as well as every single Raw Smackdown and build up two feuds at the same time. That's overkill so, and overexposure. It is. It is. And I, I know a lot of people are already not happy that she's constantly on the TV. Shout out to Carl. Um, but, and, and so it makes sense that she is going to drop it. And I think, you know, I, for me, they seem high on Lacey Evans. Um, and then she could be the face of like the Raw brand and you would still have Becky and Charlotte could still do their thing over Smackdown Aye it's I'm trying I mean Naomi's over there as well now on Raw do you see her doing anything of note? There's like I like her you've got I know a lot of people are not high on Natalia I've always liked it. I've always liked Natty. Uh, I've always liked her. Um, I'm trying to think who else is over it. I don't really know what's happening with Alexa Bliss. Um, is Bailey? I need to go back and look at my list, but Bailey's on SmackDown now. She is. Nobody knows anything what's happening with Sasha. Uh, she's AWOL. She's having swingers parties with the Kalisto family. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... Um, yeah, I think there's a, there's enough talent on Raw to have good matches. I think um, because at the end of the day, you don't need it to be twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen deep. You just need to have like I would say about four or five kind of yeah, that's enough operational type talents, and I think they do have enough. Yeah, to just go against that though, I think if you obviously we've had the the shake up and. SmackDown have got a lot of good female talent over there. I think, personally, Becky's probably more needed on Raw than she is on SmackDown. So, SmackDown's women's roster is a lot better now than, than Raw's is, so I can see her actually dropping that SmackDown title and, and staying as the Raw champion. Uh-huh. I, I and did... my, my, sorry, just to come back to that, my only thinking for Becky to drop the Raw one was because I don't see them having Lacey go out and lose her first feud because it, it's not also it's not also a good look for Becky but Becky still has the other title um, I, I I still think probably not now but I always felt that going with the two titles are ultimately going to lead to like an all women show like whether it be like the third hour of Smackdown or whether it be like the third hour of Raw just have them all on one show but I don't think that will happen now Maybe it will, and they're just kind of keeping it close to their chest, and, and they'll, they'll play, like, pretend that this is an actual shake-up for the women as well, but ultimately they're all going to end up on one show, but yeah, I still think that's a lot for Becky to do, and ultimately like, you would need to unify it if they all go to one show. Mm-hmm. I, think like, I think SmackDown's women's roster is a lot stronger. Yeah, I think... Me- Becky being on Raw makes a bit more sense as Darren was saying you've got you've got a quite a star-studded woman um, set of women on the blue brand you've got Ember Moon Bailey um, you've still got Asuka there you've Charlotte. got Charlotte you've got more than enough people there that could carry the brand and Kyrie Sane Kyrie Sane oh okay <laughs> no I wouldn't say carry the brand but She's still good in the ring, though. 
she's all right in the ring. She's a bit overrated, personally. Uh, however, it looks like they'll be gearing towards the tag team titles for the foreseeable anyway. I like that. Yeah, that's good. It's some good old-fashioned Vince McMahon, let's stick the Japanese people together, though. <laughs> as per... With a mouthpiece. Uh-huh. Aye, with a mouthpiece, exactly. Uh, but the... With Becky loses the SmackDown title and she goes over to Raw, I think that makes more sense. And possibly, although Alexa Bliss won the Money in the Bank briefcase last year on the same night that she won, the, uh, that she cashed in, I think they might do an early cash-in again for the women with Money in the Bank coming up. Maybe not straight away, not on the night of Money in the Bank, but let's, for talking sake, say Becky beats Lacey Evans. And then a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, someone from the SmackDown brand challenges for the one the blue belt, and she loses it that way. Say it's a, a cheap shot. There's quite a few there you could choose. I'm not sure. From a a singles competitor point of view, who's a heel? I don't know. I'm looking at it. I can see Mickey James popping in there, sneaking about. Charlotte. Charlotte, yes, getting her own back. That would be good, actually. So maybe keeping it on. Although you've got Fox coming up, you want your big stars on it. They do have a lot of big stars already. So Becky to Raw, once the dust has settled, I would say. And well, I'll let Darren chime in as well. But two quick more, two more points. At some point, Shayna's going to come up as well. That 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 has to happen. Obviously, it has to. And it will happen. It's just a case of when and. Who's the one that's ultimately going to dethrone her down at NXT? But I think the real, the real question mark in is Sasha. What is going on with her? And ultimately, if she does come back, or she is going to come back, you'd assume. Where does she end up? Hmm. I think she'll end up on Raw. I'd put her on Raw, <clears throat> and I think you have a chance to. You can. She could be like the face of that women's brand over on Raw. And I know, especially me and Clive would say some things like she's not as maybe as, as good as she used to be, and she she makes a, a fair amount of botches. But that could all be coupled down to the fact that depression, or if she, I don't know, some sort of if she, I don't know. Sorry, I shouldn't say depression, but just kind of overthinking things or not being happy and allowing things to get to you and and just suffering from that kind of thing um, so I think Sasha more than anyone is the kind of joker is the ace in the pack and it's like where will Sasha end up I think that's huge what do you think Darren yeah I think Sasha will end up staying on Raw uh, the thing obviously with all the stories that are probably Sasha it almost kind of looks like she's been checked out of, of wrestling for quite a while because she's she's obviously not been trusted to to keep a title for more than a one defence. So yeah, I can I can see why she's upset. But if if WWE are willing to like just give her the ball a little bit and run with it, she she is probably the best female wrestler actually on Raw. When she kind of reminds me of, of Randy Orton when she's got something to to sink her teeth into, she's she's top quality. Yes. Um, with regards to Shayna, I think the, the reason why they're keeping Shayna down at NXT is to to just wait for um, Shafia and Duke to be ready to move up. 
I Probably. think they're all going to move up <laughs> as, a, as a unit. Um, then obviously we've, we've got Ron Drew's out for however long making babies and fixing her hand. Uh, <laughs> not so, not yeah, at the I same think, time, I hope. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I think Cherner and uh, Duke and Shapiro will come up and then we'll get Ronda back and we'll end up eventually getting four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. But it's uh, that'll now depend on whether they can keep hold of Sasha and keep her happy. And the way to do that would be to put her into a, a prominent role on Raw. And right now the, the rosters have, have been managed that she can do that. I know we had Bailey who went to SmackDown and said she was there for singles competition. So it's likely that Sasha's not following her. So, yeah, I think Sasha could be the, the perfect foil for, mm. for Becky on that Raw brand. Yeah, I'd... You've got a good point about her when she's got something to sink her teeth into. She's better. <coughs> Excuse me. I think, I think, you know, like we just kind of harken back to her days in NXT and how great of a heel she was. And for me, it's, I've always, I've always liked Sasha, but as a face, it's always just been like, oh, okay, I would love, love to see them let her just do what she used to do, bring back the kind of the boss, the actual boss gimmick she had in NXT in and just see how it goes um, like I said, if you want to keep her and you want to keep her happy, then this is what you need to do I and, and to touch on the Shane I think, sorry, quite, was, I don't know if it was in our WhatsApp group or it was one of the messenger groups that someone mentioned that as well that the idea, they think that they're going to bring them together, but the other two are holding Shayna back and, and that's I think going to have like a long term effect on it as well because Shayna's more than ready to come up just now I wouldn't say she's lingering to NXT all. I think she's still doing great things but I just I have real reservations about the other two actually getting up to scratch Yeah, I, I agree, I think Shayna's been ready for a, a long while, the good thing is down there She's still got like a few she can go with through uh, Io Shirai. But I think if Shayna comes up on her own, there's no reason to keep Duke and Chippy around because their wrestling is comical. It's absolutely comical. <laughs> See, I, I think what they're doing with Shayna is you had it with Bailey, you had it with Finn to an extent, and you had it with Asuka, where it's as if they're the local room leader of their respective divisions. And maybe, just maybe, they've not got that that correct opponent who's ready to take the title off them yet. Man, they had it in Bianca Belair, in my opinion, or they still yeah, have it. I, I hear people say that she's green, but I don't see it myself. I think they've got the perfect person in, Candice LeRae, they just let her stop being... Well, Mr. Uh-huh, Mrs. Wrestling. We, yep. We actually spoke about that, remember, when we had our questions submitted and it was Candice we say was the one that was most underutilised um, like you say for, for too long now she's just been Gargano's wife and not been Candice LeRae and Candice LeRae the wrestler is pretty damn good very good um, so you know if they want to run with her they can um, and I think maybe, maybe now they might actually get out of the the persona of her just being Gargano's wife now that kind of champers like currently out of action maybe now we can stop referring her to that and she might not feature as much as in a Gargano storyline 
Because like I say, talent-wise, you know, she she really is excellent. Aye, see see the whole thing with Gargano having these match of the weekend contenders every single takeover. Candice LeRae could do that as well, especially with Shayna Baszler. I mean, I think that's a. I just don't know why they've not used Candice LeRae as much as they could have by now. Baffling. I've seen some of the matches that she had when uh, when partnering with Joey Ryan as the the world's cutest tag team, and that girl is brutal. She can give an ass whooping, and she can also taste an ass whooping. So yeah, they, it's a waste of, of of great great talent in NXT there, and hopefully she can come out of this Gargano shadow and really make a name for herself. That's bizarre. Yep. Um... Is there anyone else at draft over the Royal you want to touch on before we get to the SmackDown side of things? Yeah, uh, Eric Young. Oh, yes. Wow, 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 wow. Sanitet had the, the potential to be huge, absolutely huge on main roster. They were amazing on NXT. And now <laughs> they've broke up with, with a whimper. And we're obviously hearing rumours of that uh, Alexander Wolf maybe on his way out or he may be going back down to... Uh, NXT. What an absolute waste of a brilliant, brilliant faction. Ricky? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I heard Wolf is going back to NXT. I also heard that as well. To uh, WXW as well. So there's rumours going around that, that he's, he's probably on his way out. Speaking of people on the. I mean. And, and, and there's, there's, there's so many like that, you know, and at some point I get it's someone's going to miss out on the spot and they're going to be unhappy. So it's kind of like you kind of just need to try and choose who you, who you want to elevate because you're not going to get everyone up to where they want to be. And I think it kind of just comes back to how damn bloated the entire roster is. Yep. You know, like... Um, we said for Clive says for low so long and he's like to say just cut like cut down on the fat and I say it's fine could we watch the holding people or whatever it's fine bringing all these people in but you need to bring them in and have a purpose and have a, a, a long term plan for them and I say there's just there's too much there um, and he's one of them and obviously Luke Harper as well requested his release and he was another um, I know a lot of people are saying. Oh well, he's going to obviously as soon as anyone gets released or becomes a free agent or is unhappy, they immediately get linked with uh, AEW. But for me, Luke Harper is not going to be like a great loss for me. I think, and we said in our WhatsApp group, I think what what the thing is, they're not losing out on anything that Luke Harper currently is. But what they could be missing out is what Luke Harper could Luke, Luke Harper could have potentially have been. Yep. Um, and we kind of saw that was it like two years ago when we had that Alton Wyatt Harper thing and like everyone kind of got themselves worked up thinking oh my god Luke Harper's going to be in the title match at WrestleMania uh, and probably, probably and actually should have been and he he pulled an absolute sensational match out of Randy Orton and that was the first match, great match Randy Orton had in years so like I said um, I think they're going to miss like I said what he potentially could have been but if he goes on and tears up elsewhere, people are going to turn and say, oh, look at that, they, they dropped the ball with him. Like, no, there's just so many people currently on the rest of, roster who are better than him at this moment in time. Yeah, and I, I also don't think he actually fits in with, with the signings that AEW have, have made so far. He doesn't just scream to me that he's an AEW kind of wrestler. 
Uh-huh. It's quite, personally, as a loss, I've always enjoyed Luke Harper. Uh, and I'll say till the day I die that the match that he had with Drew, uh, with Dolph Ziggler, on either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve after that TLC ladder, ma- um, ladder match they had for the IC title was the better match. So you need to check it out on the network if you can. But the a loss, it'll be sad to see him go. I had a great match with um, Dijakovic on World's Collide this last week there. Uh, however, I feel strongly that we're at a stage where natural attrition is a must for WWE. If nobody's getting fired and if people aren't happy, they should go because realistically they might not get a shot if they stay anyway. So if they want to go, go, make yourself happier in life, sign for AEW, sign for MLW, wherever you want to go, be happy and that frees up space slowly but surely for the people who are going to um, stick it in and stay as much as they can. <coughs> yeah, so <coughs> moving over to SmackDown. <coughs> Clive, I know you had something you wanted to say, so let's just I'll let you take it. Uh, you've got Finn Balor over there with his IC title, and you also have Joe, small Joe, with his US title. Um, floor is yours. Well, it was going to be a bigger floor because at first I thought that both the I thought both the mid card titles were on SmackDown and both the tag titles were on Raw, and then I had to be reminded that the Hardy Boys were the tag champions in 2019, so um, that shot my argument in the foot a wee bit. With Joe, before you came on air, Darren had some uh, rumour, some gossip to, to tell us about Joe. So the floor is now yours, Darren. Now, <laughs> yeah, take this with a, a shot of penicillin rather than yeah. a pinch of salt. Aye. But uh, the rumours that, that I've seen floating about was that Joe was actually meant to be on Raw this week to switch over, but he had a really bad case of flu, and it, it's likely that he's going to be switching over next week. So there's still going to be a mid card title on, on each show. All right. So Joe's going over, right, right, right. For the first time, he's going over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be. I'd be all right with that. I'd be all right with that. Um, I thought Braun would take a title from, him and that's how they would switch it over. Because um, you know, remember, remember last time. Uh, was it last year? But they've done it. They've done it straight after WrestleMania as well, and they, kept, they still had a couple of feuds they were trying to kill off. So, and it was still kind of like in our brand matches. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 on board with that. Uh, you can get some. You can get Seth and Joe. You could go Joe versus if you want to go Drew or whoever you wanted to go. Um, yeah, I'm good with that. Try to think what else is on Smack. Obviously, you've got the the biggest acquisition in SmackDown Live history, Elias moving over to SmackDown. <laughs> as soon as that happened, you just knew they were trolling. You were kind. And, and Elias has been in the last few weeks. How I remember when it was um, whoever interrupts me is going to be a dead man. Taker comes out, and then he had the Mysterio reference as well. And, <laughs> And as soon as, like, so we, I was watching <laughs> promo, and as soon as, as soon as he mentions Reigns, I was like, all right, here we go, here comes Roman. Um, I think we all knew it was going to be Roman. I know some people felt it might have been Brock. Um, 
Um, and Roman there's a lot of fresh feuds for Roman there as well yeah. um, Roman versus Brian if you wanted to run that again Roman versus Nakamura versus Orton versus Kofi if you wanted to do that versus KO if you, ever, if you want to turn them heel KO that is um, so yeah makes sense especially with the Fox deal coming up um, like I said more than anything it's just a lot a number of fresh feuds for Roman as well Spe- yeah. speaking of Kevin Owens He's up to something, isn't he? And Caleb said that it's a, it'll be a slow turn for KO. And like I said, as soon as you're seeing these kind of things, you're kind of like, right, when is KO going to turn on him now? This will be a Festival of Friendship 2.0, I think. <laughs> I think... You know, I think, like... As long as they've still realised what they've got in Kevin Owens. I hope they do. I think they do. Because uh, I know it's not... It might not be what, what we want them to be doing at the moment, but he's still getting a lot of airtime at the moment. Yes. Um, no, maybe, like I say, it's not in the way we would like it to or whatnot, but I, I still believe that they, they understand what they've got in Kevin Owens. And what, yeah. they, what they've got in Kevin Owens is like someone who I always felt could be a great babyface, but they've probably got, I think, maybe the argument with the biggest heel in the company. Like, you know, like that whole uh, prize fighter gimmick and then how great is in the mic and some of the stuff a guy his size can do. Like, I think they still realise how great Kevin Owens actually is. What do you think, Darren? Do you think there's a heel turn in the, in the works? Yeah, as soon as I saw... Uh, Owens uh, saddling up with the New Day it kind of reminded me of when Orton saddled up with Bray Wyatt ah, and, yes. then, and then obviously when Bray won the big towel Orton was the first one to, to, to snatch it off him so yeah I think we've got that kind of vibe where he's going to saddle up with the New Day and then try and usurp Kofi as champion I think it's a, a rivalry if it does go ahead that has legs because although we won't, you, although you imagine they won't freebird the the world title, you can still feud with three men separately. You could have them have matches. Say say whenever Big E comes back from injury, I'm not sure how long he's out for. It could be quite some time, but I'd love to see Kevin Owens versus Big E at some point in the future. All three individuals of the New Day could have some excellent matches with Kevin Owens, so it could have legs. And Kevin Owens is really entertaining. It's really fun. You're always guaranteed a laugh. You've seen that in the last couple of weeks. But I'll always prefer the heel Kevin Owens. Yeah, heel Kevin Owens is, is the best. Yeah, definitely. One of my favourites. Like There was a time where he was just my out-and-out favourite on all of WWE. And that's becoming Sami Zayn now with his antics over in Monday Night Raw. He's excellent just now. Uh, yeah, he is. Um, so, well, the one, this is the one, this is the one. That, Chad Gable. Hi. Like, I, I'm not, like, let's, like, I think we're all kind of, sometimes get carried away and it's like, oh my God, if they, if they push this guy, they could have, etc., etc. And if, I think if they, I'm not even saying push him up towards the main title scene. Even if you have him, he for me could be a real solid 
at worst, should be a real solid mid-card kind of guy. Um, Talent-wise, he's, he's, he's really, really good. He's, he's, in the ring, he's phenomenal, I think. Um, I'm kind of glad. I know him and Rude had a thing going on, and, it, and I kind of I started to enjoy them. But I think as a singles guy, he could take it to another a completely another level. Um, I don't think Jason Jordan's coming back, or coming back anytime soon. We've not, I've not heard a single update in a long time. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. You know, I'd like them to see. I'd like to see them really push Chad Gable a little further up the ladder. Um, like I said he's he's a kind of a diamond in the rough. I, I think he could be more than what I think he can do more and show more than what he's shown so far. And I think you can elevate him that little bit more. Yeah, and I think uh, moving to to SmackDown will be really good for him because there's people on that roster that he could have a, an absolutely amazing match with. Definitely. Yeah. Um, there's a couple. See, the, the most alarming thing from both Monday and Tuesdays. So we've touched on sanity. You've got Sasha and Bailey splitting up, seemingly. You have um, Liv Morgan as well. She's over yeah. on SmackDown, so she's away from the Riot Squad. You could argue the Riot Squad were just a, the job squad because they just lost everything near enough when it, when it mattered. It's a couple of tag teams, and that's Chad Gable as well. He's separated from Bobby Roode, and maybe it was an odd pairing, but just like what we usually see in WWE, the odd couples eventually work out. So that's a few tag teams and stables that have been just ripped apart in the space of two nights. Is that a yeah. good? Th- is that a good thing? Do you think they'll make new stables or tag teams? I don't know. It's it's a strange one. Well, straight away they already did with Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the potential for Eric Young and uh, Bobby Roode uh, being the team Canada tap team that they were in, in TNA as well, I suppose. All right, yeah. You would just kind of need to try and repackage, I suppose, Eric Young as well. But it shouldn't be difficult because like not many people probably realise he was even on the roster at this moment in time. Yeah. Um, and... Like you say, so they'd have repackaged a couple of the tag teams, like I said, they broke up the right squad, but they put Asuka and Carrie Sane together. And I think we can sit and argue and debate all day long should Asuka be higher up the ladder? Has she been used properly? I think the answers to those are yes, she should be higher up the ladder. Has she been used properly or like to her full potential? No. But she's still been in a lot of big spots, but I think she should have been treated that little bit better. Um, I like this spot. I like. I do like this pair. For me, if people can argue and say what they want about Iconics holding it, but it, it, for me, them putting a couple of these teams together kind of show that they kind of want to take this tag division series, that at least they're putting Asuka and Kerry saying in a relatively decent spot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, the potential to always break them up is there is fine. And having Paige as a mouthpiece that Paige, Paige can talk and let's be honest like, having to having someone like, the English language is difficult to understand and, and to learn because of so many different variations of words as well um, so it'll, it'll make their job that little bit easier as well 
where Paige can be the mouthpiece and all they need to go out and do is just kick some ass. So mm. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that team. Uh, yeah, I've still put... My personal belief is that women's tag titles are a big deal. Uh, I'm happy that they've done it. You're getting more women used, more women on TV. Um, so... I don't see it as a massive step down. It still is a step down from the singles title, obviously, but it's she's going to be prominent still going forward, so it's not the end of the world for Asuka from a personal point of view. Darren? No, I agree. I think she just got, when she was SmackDown champion and obviously we were going into the Ronda, Becky, Charlotte match, she was just lumbered with a tile that literally was meant nothing at the time because there were two people who were on SmackDown chasing the other brand's title. So she, there was no place for her to win in that. Now, obviously, she, she lost the title and it's almost like she can almost refresh and restart with uh, with this tag team with, with, with Kyrie. I, I think I would have preferred Kyrie staying with EO, but it's, it's almost like being seized these Japanese talents as, as almost interchangeable. So <laughs> I think it's gonna it's gonna be um, an interesting time for the for this fledgling uh, women's tag title. I think the Iconics being champions was a good call. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's definitely got legs as long as it's 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 just given the chance to, to blossom. Yeah, definitely. There is um, one more acquisition for SmackDown that is we've forgotten about and I wonder if that's not on purpose but uh, an indication but Apollo Crews also made his way over to Tuesday nights um, poor guy you think there's going to be anything done for him going forward no <laughs> no the only one thing is what, what are your thoughts on Lars Sullivan racist I never liked him in NXT. I'm not, you know, for me, he's, you know what's going to happen? They're going to have him come out strong and destroy everyone, but see six months down the line, they're still going to be pretending that he's some big monster, but he's going to be losing all the time. So, aye, he'll just, yep, he is the next Braun Strowman, probably. Oh, oh no, but that could, Braun still picked up a lot of big wins and, and can, he's fine. I know he's not been treated well, I get it, but I, like I said, I think six months time, Lars Sullivan is going to be like an afterthought. Yeah, there was a lot of concern from people about his mental health, but from what we've led to believe about his internet past, some choice remarks about people of different race and stuff, I'm not, not interested in him at all. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't interested in him even before stuff like that nah, stuff came true. to light anyway. Yeah, I think the mental health thing will definitely be something that holds him back. I don't see WWE trusting him with a, ma- a major push if it, it can like, disappear at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. So I can't see him like, being a, in title contention in the near future. I think it's just going to be, the, like you said, the Braun Strowman where he'll come, wreck a few people and then disappear. Good. <laughs> I, I read some of the force he did on that. It was on a bodybuilding forum uh, just mm-hmm. before, before he like, got Stanford for NXT and he's got some pretty out there views not just even racist like very very sexist views as well uh-huh, just uh, 
doesn't sound like a nice man, so no sympathy for me, no wish for him to do well. If he disappears, oh well. What a shame. Of course he needs to shave his shoulders. Oof. What's that? Of course he needs to shave them shoulders. <laughs> oh, definitely. Shape. I would, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much covered whatever we wanted to cover on the shake-up. Um, so this is now this is now part of a showdown where we kind of hail our god, Joe Coffey. <laughs> so, <laughs> bear with us. <laughs> but yeah, um, myself and Clive are going to the NXT UK taping, Glasgow tapings here. Um, it's on Friday and Saturday. We're going to the Friday. Uh, we were we were really involved to it even before one or two matches were announced. Um, but Walter versus Pete Dunne for the NXT UK title has been confirmed for the tapings. Now, there was no, like... I, I didn't see a tweet or a, 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 or a statement or anything. It was only in the promo video that Pete Dunne cut for it where he says, on Friday, something like, I'll paraphrase, on Friday I'll take my title back. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it in just before we started recording, and yeah, I didn't even know about it. I thought you were talking about the NXT uh, takeover match. So yeah, it's, it's interesting that he's getting his rematch so so soon. That to me, <coughs> he's probably not sticking around on NXT UK for probably. much longer. Now, the, the yeah, U- I think so. The UK tapings. Like so, so like just to say is that so he he mentioned on Friday, so it must be and let's say the fact that we were. We were already so excited about it. This just takes it to another level. Um, cannot wait. Like, you know, like, I can't believe we're actually going to get to see this match live. Um, I, when I was there live, watch it, saw Pete Dunne and Joe Coffey down in Blackpool. And it was just, that entire experience was amazing. But I think this is going to be even better because it's Gallus' quote-unquote homecoming. It is literally going to be like when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn went to Canada and how Bret Hart went went back to Canada. Um, yeah. There's not going to be any booing and and up in the arena whatsoever on Friday or Saturday when they when they appear. I'd be shocked um, if they did. Uh, it, I would be as well. There's just going to be cheers, um, people crying, hugging. <laughs> That's just you and me. Celtic song, Celtic, Celtic songs getting sung. Um, yes. Yeah, Real looking forward to it. Um, we're actually planning to meet up with a couple of our followers and listeners as well before it. So looking forward to that as well. Um, I, I think Darren overall, might actually have a, a great night. I'm sure Darren has a Twitter beef with one of our uh, meetups. Oh no! Uh, Freddie Russell, does that name ring a bell? Darren? No, oh, he's muted or something. I've muted him out there, apologies. Yeah, Freddie Russell, I love that kid. Absolutely think he's brilliant. That is a fully caping bat, trust me. Oh, you've just let the cat out of <laughs> the bag there. <laughs> We're going to team up uh, in the uh, in the Omega Luke uh, faction prediction contest and we're going to whoop everyone. But yeah, we're... It got a little bit heated, but yeah, we were oh. both in on the gag. I'd noticed that was um, that was quite heated. You, you gave Becky Lynch and Charlotte a run for their money there, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I took it too far when I mentioned his uh, his 
one episode podcast. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, it messaged me literally straight away. And I'm like, oh no, I've gone a bit overboard here. I'm going to have to apologise here. And he's like, oh my god, that was amazing quality. So yeah, that's he's a, he's a fun lad. I absolutely think he's superb. We're also meeting up with Muzza as well. Uh, listens to a lot of the social suplex stuff, so it'll be good to catch up with those guys. But the it. the I still there's still a part of me that doesn't believe we're getting done versus Walter on Friday night. That's the night that we're going. And as long as we get Joe Coffey making an appearance, it's fine. Money's worth right there. If he just stands there in the middle of the ring for three four hours, I'd be happy. I will just serenade him. I'll need to. I still need to think of the Joe Coffey prayer. I've not done it yet. I've not recited it fully. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't know if you've got anything else maybe you want to speak about before we move on to the quiz. you got anything you want to say? Uh, oh, just absolutely. Hope you have the best time. There's no live, live wrestling. It's an absolute, It's almost like a party, especially nowadays. The, the crowds are so rabid. I mean, you can go to... We get events here of like absolute no-mark wrestling uh, and the, in the smallest little venues. I mean, you might have heard of, like, Cole Municipal Hall, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's rabid. It's absolutely rabid. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I love live wrestling. It would be really interesting to see your tapings, because usually if it's, if it's like, a draw, obviously, in the SEC, or, um, sorry, the Hydro, or going to an ICW event, it's usually just their their version of a pay per view. So seeing the actual tapings, we'll miss the backstage segments that are probably recorded after it. All the adverts. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to keep the the engagement going throughout. Yeah, because I, I would assume they'll they'll take a few weeks worth of stuff in in one go. Uh huh. Yeah, because Friday Saturday. So the way I think they'll probably do is uh, it'll be four weeks worth of shows. So two hours each night round about. Or maybe not even as long as two hours, maybe about an hour and a half each night. Um, <coughs> either way, look forward to it. I think we've got pretty good seats as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're on the hard cam side about six or seven rows back, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just keep an eye out for that big Joe Coffee face in the crowd. It'll just be us. Aye, the big faces that you get in the... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll um, wear the I'll wear the Ricky and Clive T-shirt as did uh, our friend of the show Kathy sixty seven in the yep. SmackDown the SmackDown crowd representing in Montreal. Yeah, we love her, man. We love her. Yeah, she's awesome. She really is. She sent us a photo as well of her wearing the outside the venue. Um, she's awesome. Um, right, so quest time. Excellent. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Um, so, Darren, you know the rules. Everyone has their own buzzer. So, have you chosen your buzzer? I've not chosen my buzzer, but I will say the big dog. <laughs> Here we go. I'll not use it because I'm absolutely terrible at quizzes. Well, don't, don't say that because you're part of the invitation. We're getting you back on a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be a walkover for, for Rob, definitely. Mr. Rab Ropes. Rab Ropes. 
Although, although Rob doesn't feel too confident about it either. Aye. Yeah, it wants the bloody admin to back to that that uh, Google sheet because I haven't been able to look at it for about three weeks. That Google, I'm not either. That Google I'm looking Doc. at it right now and I can't see it. There's a there's a ghost in the machine with Caleb, that Google Doc. Caleb, Caleb done something with it. Trust him. Right, Caleb broke it. Cheers, Caleb. Well done. <laughs> right, anyway. So, here we go. Clive, you want to remind the remind the viewer, the listeners, viewers, the listeners of your buzzer. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Oh, okay, okay, here we go. What's is there a theme for and, the quiz at all? Um, I initially started off trying to do um, like <coughs> superstar shake up and drafts and stuff. I got three questions into it and I just couldn't come up with any more proper questions. So I just then after that is random questions. So no, there isn't. Okay. Question number one. <clears throat> in the 2016 draft, who were the first and second picks for SmackDown? Oh. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Yep. Dean Ambrose and Becky Lynch. You got one right. The big dog, I'll go with Dean Ambrose and The Miz. So he's both got the one right. So he's both got Dean Ambrose right. And the other one was AJ. I was going to say AJ and The Miz. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Dean Dean was the first pick. Right. Question number two. Same draft. Charlotte was the first female picked. But who was the second? Just in in the draft. Uh, what was what was the question again? So in the same draft, twenty sixteen, Charlotte was the first female wrestler picked. But who was the second female wrestler picked? The big dog. I'll go with Naomi. Good choice. That's incorrect. Oh, well, not that good a choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Yep. Charlotte was the first pick. 2016, which is when Sasha was hot, white hot. So Sasha Banks. Correct. This is what I'm no good at recalling stuff like this at all. <laughs> this is practice for you. Question number three. Again, same draft. Who was the US champion at the time who was drafted to Raw? Oh, goodness sake. The big dog, Kevin yep. Owens. Incorrect. 2016 Raw. They, they, they took the US title with them? I'll just have to take a guess because I've not got a clue about this one. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Yep. Um, Miz? That is incorrect. Oh, dear. Miz held other title. <coughs> yeah, I see. Yep. So I'll give you a clue. And we're all back in. 
Yeah. Um, if you know me, you should know the answer to this question. Now that really narrows it down to like just a few people. I am a massive mark for this person. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Is it you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. It was not me. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Uh, Rusev. Right. He went to Raw. Yep. I can't remember. Here we go. So it's two and all five. Oh, because no. uh, right. Okay, because twenty sixteen they were on both shows, weren't they? That was right. Okay. Question number four. At ECW One Night Stand in 2006, who did Rey Mysterio face for the World Heavyweight Championship? Oh, Christ. And it ended in a... I think it was like a no contest. So ECW One Night Stand 06. Oh, it's true, it's damn true. Yep. That was that... Horrific, horrifically violent Sabu match. It was correct. That was insane. That match. I'm glad that stopped because that was going to get, that was going to escalate very quickly. That was the same year. It was um, RVD and Cena. Was that the same night? <coughs> oh yes, it was. Certainly was certainly the same night. Aye, Mysterio was the world champ in 06. That was that was insane. That match. I just I remember we Cena continually kept throwing his t-shirt in the crowd and he kept throwing it back at him. Mm-hmm. And eventually he just kind of gave up and just left it in the, at the side of the ring. Uh, right, question number five. John Cena defeated Batista in an I Quit match at which pay-per-view? You can give me the year if you wish. In fact, I'll give you the year. It was 2010. So at which pay-per-view... This pay-per-view is no longer in existence. I have not a clue at all. Vengeance. The big dogs are in vengeance. <coughs> that is not correct. Oh, I just need to take a stab in the dark. Uh, oh, it's true, it's damn true. Yep. Armageddon? No. I'll give you a clue. Let me see. Say maybe you're driving your car and you're stopped by the police and they pull you over maybe because you had too much alcohol and you are therefore pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, a more sophisticated way of it. <laughs> blow into the breathalyzer and you are the big dog over the limit oh well done I would not not have got that at all pissed was a better answer though question number six what was the name of a tag team sorry Evan Bourne and Kofi Kingston were known as what what was the name of their tag team The big dog? Yep. Oh, 
I don't know if I've got it right now, but airborne. Oh. Really? I thought that was it. I need to double check it because I. Uh, so I'm going to give you the. I'll give you the point. I thought it was air boom. Let me check. Was that not their finishing move? Uh, you can have the point because that's what I thought yeah, it was. No, I'm sure it was air boom. Well. No, he's, I'll give down the point anyway. So uh, it's currently 3-2 to Clive. Oh, it's close. In Vengeance 2011, what was the Divas title match? Fuck's sake. So I'll give you the clue for one of the women. She just recently made her return at WrestleMania. Okay. Pretty she just made her return in the tag, tag title match at WrestleMania. Yep. The big dog. Yep. Beth Phoenix versus Michelle McCool. That's incorrect. Oh, it's true, it's damn true. Beth Phoenix yep. versus Kelly Kelly. So also incorrect. Pure guesswork. Um. Right. Let me see what I'll give you. What clue will I give you? She was um in the two thousand and seven Diva search. Right. The big dog, is it? Yep. It's Ashley Massaro. Nope. Oh. oh, it's true, it's damn true. This is the only yep. diva I can think of uh, from the search. Christy Hemi? Nope. Right, put, put us out of our misery. Eve Torres. Well, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> she she won it. I just, I just didn't want to say she'd win it. Right, question number eight. Who were the final two participants in the 2009 Royal Rumble? <coughs> oh, nine. Oh, shit. I know one of them. Was it the winner? <laughs> that you know? Uh-huh. I know who the winner was. I'll stab in the dark. Uh, oh, it's true, it's damn true. Yep. Oh, I can't speak. Uh, Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes. You got one of them, right? So it's going to be Randy Orton then. Oh, 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 like, ooh. <laughs> I don't think he can help us. <laughs> <laughs> that was my guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, God has wrestled, so... The big dog, I'll go with Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase Jr. 
It's incorrect. So I'll just give you the answer because it's too obvious, I think, if I try to give you a clue. And this way I get to take it down to my last question. Randy Orton and Triple H. Triple H put out DiBiase and Cody Rhodes. And I think it was Cody Rhodes. As he eliminated him, Randy Orton came running behind and eliminated Triple H straight away. So there were the last two participants for like a split second. So that must mean Triple H won the title going into WrestleMania then? Thing must have, I can't really remember. I can't remember at all. Ah, here we go. <coughs> Vince McMahon defeated The Undertaker in a buried alive match at which pay per view? And how did it end? Please don't say by one of them being buried alive. Oh, it's true, it's damn true. I remember that match vividly because blood was pooling, absolutely pooling from Vince's head. Uh, Undertaker was about to bury him, but Kane came out of the the, the, cher- the cherry picker. Ah. There was an explosion at the cherry picker thing, the big JCB. Undertaker fell into the, the empty grave. Kane dropped the shovel, whatever you want to call it, with all the dirt onto Undertaker. Which pay-per-view was it? Oh, sorry, Survivor Series 2003. Correct. Right, here we go. So, currently Clive is up by two. But this last question is worth five points. (laughs) (laughs) I can smell a fix coming on. So can I. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. What is Darren's favourite wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> what t-shirt is Darren right, currently wearing? From 2015 to 2019, so starting at 2015 up until 2019, name the last five WrestleMania destinations. Which city have they taken place in? So you don't need... You can, you can give me the city or you can give me the state. Uh, what was it from 2015? 2015 to this year. Pen. Just grab a pen. So do you want us to, do you want us to text you? I would use to... Write it down and then... Just yeah, write it down and put it up with the camera once you've got your final... Okay, if you give me a wee moment till I get myself a wee pen and paper, feel free to serenade the listeners, Ricky, with some tunes while I disappear. Um, I'm sure the listeners are sick and fed up of hearing my voice at the moment, but what I may as well do right now then is... Folks, you can get your very own Ricky and Clive wrestling t-shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees. You can also get Keeping It Strong Style. You can also get One Nation Radio. And you can also get the Social Suplex Podcast Network t-shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, you get a, a, if you sign up with powerslam.tv and enter the promo code Social Suplex, you will get access. And the first month will be free for over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling from across the world. So that's powerslam.tv with a promo code social suplex. Um, 
please check out the other podcasts on the network. Keep, like I said, keeping it strong style with Jeremy and Josh, um, aka J and G Security, One Nation Radio with Richard and James. Um, we also have NXT then now and forever with James, and we also have All Things Elite. Please subscribe. Um, let's say check out the, the the other podcast. Check out the calls that we have. Um, please follow us, Rick and Clive, on Twitter. Follow Social Suplex on Twitter, and feel free to join in on the Facebook Social Suplex's Facebook group, known as um, the Wrestling Squared Circle. Oh, I'm really. I've done my plugs. I'm really struggling with 2017. I'm not looking at the screen just now. I know Darren's got his up ready. He's ready and ready to go. I'm I'm confident about about two of them. So right, I'm I'm trying to. Rem- oh right, first of all, that bit's wrong. Right, come on. What was that year? How long are you giving us, Ricky? I'm giving you another fifteen seconds. Shit. Uh, San Antonio. Un, do, tua, quatro, cinco, seis, sete, oito, nove, dez, east. I'm thinking of the other one. <laughs> Eleven, twelve, thirteen. Hurry up. Right, time's up. <laughs> Fuck right, sake. here we go. Here we go. So we're starting at 2015. Right, pens down. What have you got? I didn't put mine in order, I just put any five. So I'm going to go with 2015 and Toronto. Clive? I've got San Jose. Oh, you made a mistake, Clive. Oh, both wrong. it was Santa Clara. Oh, Christ. I said you shouldn't have just put the state down. I still don't know the state for the third one. Right, next one, 2016. This is the one where our friend went to, Clive. Yep. I I've, ha- gone with, I've gone with Chicago. <coughs> Clive. Dallas. Was it Houston? It was Arlington, which is just right outside Dallas, but same thing. Oh. 2017? I don't know. Uh, fucking Birmingham? Yeah. I've gone with LA. Orlando. Really? Oh, Orlando. 2018? New Orleans. Yeah. Live. New Orleans. Uh, I was trying to think of the takeovers and New York. Yeah. New York. Slash so, New Jersey. Five. Five. Um win the quiz tonight by winning the winner by three points tonight. Congratulations, Clive. Thank you. And wait way to um uh, you you expect you need to let our guests go over, but nope. Nope. He's the Brock Lesnar of the show. <laughs> you know? How very dare you? <laughs> so, um, 
before we get out of here, um, do you want to say, Dan, thanks for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Not a problem. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I'm back. glad I could be on. Yes, you broke gonna, your Ricky and Clive cherry. And we're going to get you back on in a couple of weeks' time uh, with Rob to do the quiz. Um, but see, before we go, you can feel free to plug your stuff, your show, where people can find you on Twitter, etc. floor is yours. Thank you. I am like the EastEnders of podcasting. I'm on near enough every day. <laughs> I've, got, uh, I've got a podcast called Why We Watch, where I talk to uh, content creators about why they enjoy wrestling. And I've got a podcast called Five Rounds that I do with my son when we go over UFC events. Uh, they can both be found on the Visionaries Wrestling Network. Uh, then I've got a new podcast called Badlands that started a couple of weeks ago where we discussed the Mount Rushmore's of wrestling. Uh, not just, obviously, the, the classic one with, with wrestlers, but we cover different topics every week. So one week we might cover title belt Mount Rushmore. The next week we might cover the Mount Rushmore of, of 80s hairstyles. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that can be found on Brain Buster Radio. Um, you can find me personally on Twitter at DAJ Kirby, or you just search for Mags. Yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. Gone from zero to sixty on the podcast scene in in about yeah. two months. You've got <laughs> you've got your fingers in more pies than the judges on Great British Bake Off. <laughs> but I have got a soggy bottom. Hey. <laughs> it's you no, know, it's funny that we both laugh because we know what that means. <laughs> half the listeners are going to be like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, so as I said I've just done all the plugs. Um, continue supporting the brand, the podcast. Um, shout out to the uh, to the people who are going to NXT UK on Friday and Saturday. Um, looking forward to meeting up with the guys. Um, and before we get out of here, Clive, you want to do your thing? <laughs> yeah, I've got some breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Texas tornado. Gorilla Monsoon, Tony and Lance Storm, Hurricane Helms and Luther and Roman Reigns all walked into a bar and the bar was decimated in an instant. That was was terrible. (laughs) Terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, Right, folks, thanks for listening. Um, and we will be seeing you next week hopefully yeah next week's going to be the the quiz between the golden lovers of the Outsiders Edge Rance and Kyle that was a good recording that one so that'll be up for you maybe a wee bit earlier on Wednesday check it out (laughs) yep take care folks thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast we'll see you next time see you next time What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.